Hey, this is John Straza, and welcome to the Sower Seeds podcast. Today we're gonna we're gonna talk about love. We're gonna talk about God's love, and it may seem like a simple topic, but it isn't. It's the centerpiece of the gospel. It's the centerpiece of God, really. And I want to really point to the love of God towards Christians. Now, God loves everybody, uh, but I want to talk about those who are believers um, because I don't think, I know I didn't uh, understand God's love for me. It was something I didn't really know about when I first became a Christian. I'm 64 now, but I, I came to know the Lord when I was 17 and Initially, I was very happy. I just was joyful and happy within. I, I just felt like a new person. But I didn't know much about God, and I didn't really know that much about what Jesus had really done. I had heard about Jesus, and I accepted him, and, and it was just wonderful. Uh, but what the churches I ended up going to really lived very much in the Old Testament. They talked a lot about fearing God, and I know we are to fear and respect God and honor him. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. But the fear that they were talking about was scary. And I ended up over time becoming frightened and scared of God. And I know that many other people are too. I see it. So that's why I wanted to point this message to Christians who are living in fear of God. They're scared of God. And that is not what he has called you to. He's called you to a relationship of love of father and son and father and daughter. And be before I came to the state of North Carolina, I used to be up in the New Jersey and New York area, the Lord spoke to me and he gave me a message in my heart. And I knew that it would be the message that I would bring here. And I didn't really know where to put it. I didn't know where to share it. And, and here is actually one of the first times, I have shared it before, but one of the earlier times that I'm able to share this. And what he was saying was this, and it was just to his own people. He was saying, be sons and be daughters. And you are your father's son. You are your father's daughter. And that's how Jesus operated himself. He operated as a son of his father. And he knew his father loved him. And he knew his father was pleased with him. And you have to see that side of God, we see this judgment of the Old Testament. We don't live in the Old Testament anymore, and I really want to do a whole series on that uh, by itself. I think it's necessary, but um, we don't live in the Old Testament anymore, and the cause and effect kind of living under the law, do this or this will happen, and if you don't do this, this will happen. It was kind of a cause and effect. You're relationship with Jesus came um, as good news. It's incredible. One of the first things that was, was ever said to anybody when Jesus um, was first born was uh, to shepherds. You know the story. It's the Christmas story. We have it as a Christmas story, but really it's your everyday story. It's the first thing that angels announced to man. Uh, and they said this, you know, it was to... Um, shepherds that were in fields. These were humble people. And, and there was an angel and then a whole heavenly host praising God and saying, and this is in Luke, 
by the way, the second chapter of Luke, around 13 and 14. And these angels were praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. And we sometimes misread that and say that God was going to bring peace to all men. That wasn't really what he was saying. He was saying the war between God and man is over. I sent my son, and he's going to be the sacrifice for all sin, for all that is wrong in this world, for all that the law over the last few thousand years couldn't do. And it was intentional. God knew we couldn't follow the law. When the Ten Commandments and everything after that came, he knew we couldn't follow that law. That law was there to show us his standard and show us um, what was good. And it was also there to show us what sin was. It made sin come alive. And uh, I even want to go into that uh, at some point in a teaching about that. But this is focused on God's love for you. And what this verse is saying is, is, is God made a plan to make peace between you and him. That was the goodwill towards men. And on earth, peace. That peace was between God and man. And we don't always realize that. We, I think a lot of us feel that God is just tolerating us. And that's something you should ask yourself. I know I, I grew up that way. Look, I was born a Catholic and then ended up in Pentecostals. Either way, I was struggling. And that's not to speak against my Catholic friends and brothers and sisters or my Pentecostal friends and brothers and sisters. It's to say that some of the doctrines in the churches that I went to always seemed to teach that God would be displeased if you made a mistake or sinned or you did something wrong. But your sin was taken care of by Jesus, and this was a personal thing between God and you that he sent his son. You know, God knew who you were long before you were born. He knew who you were before the earth was made. I, I really believe that. And he cared about you on a personal level. And the plan to send his son, Jesus, was for you. The earth was made for you. The whole universe was really made for you. He did so much because of man. He loved man. That's why we have that great scripture that says, For God so loved the world. That means God so loved you. And he sent his only son. That whoever would believe on his son, Jesus, would have everlasting life. And everlasting life is knowing God. That's what everlasting life is. It's knowing God. And the scripture bears that out. And I think I'm going to do a, a separate segment on this to go more into depth in some of these items. But I want to get something basic and clear uh, out to you. And that is that God is not angry with you. In fact, it doesn't even fit the gospel for God to be angry with you at this point because Jesus took all the wrath, all the anger. We, we need to know that when Jesus died on the cross, he became sin. He became sickness. He became all the curse of the law. He became everything that was wrong, even though he did no wrong. And the scripture shows, it's in uh, Romans, um, I believe it's verse Romans 8, verse 32, and Paul is talking. Romans 8 is a great scripture, by the way, for you to even go into in regards to God's love for you. I would recommend just read the whole chapter and stay in there and just absorb that. But there's a verse in there that just 
man, it comes out and and Paul is talking. He's talking about all these amazing things that God was doing. And he, and he says in verse 31, go to chapter 8, verse 31 in Romans. And he says, what shall we say then to these things, all these amazing things he was talking about? And it says, if God be for us, who can be against us? God is for you. And listen to this in verse 32. He, meaning God the Father, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him, with Jesus, also freely give us all things? That's an incredible verse. That's incredible. I have to read that again. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. You're included in, in all. How shall he not with him also freely, freely give us all things? And it's amazing. God, you know the word that says, but delivered him up for us all. That word delivered in, in Greek, it's a word that means betrayed, handed over, delivered over. That's why it even says it here, delivered him up for us all. God did that for you. And if he did that for you, how, how wouldn't he then give you good things? Why would he sit angry at you? What he sees in you is Jesus. When you hear people say that, they're right. What God sees in you is his son. He's not angry with you. It's just so important. I didn't understand this. When I was a young pastor, I didn't understand it. I preached judgment. And it didn't do me or my church any good. I wish I could go back and, and change all that. I preached a lot of judgment. It's kind of a turn or burn idea. And that is not the gospel. The gospel was particularly good news. News that is almost hard to believe that it's true. And that is that God loves you. And when you received Christians, look, when you received Christ into your life, you received a redemption. You received a salvation. And it's, and it's not that we can just go out and just do whatever we want and God's not going to be angry. He may not be angry. He may be disappointed. He may have feelings about it. But he's not going to come with wrath on you and bust you up and have a car accident and hit you with a sickness and all that. That is not God's way. If your children had to beg for dinner or if the father or mother was whacking their kids you know, for every little thing they did wrong. You know, and they had to beg and plead for dinner. At night. You would say something's wrong with those parents. And yet, that's how we treat God. Like we have to beg him for everything. He doesn't want that. What he wants is a father, son, father, daughter relationship with you. This is not religion that you've walked into here. This isn't religion. I hate religion. It just doesn't work. Because religion puts the, the onus on you to perform a certain way to please God. The law proved that we couldn't perform to please God. It didn't work. And Paul bears this out. 
And I'm going to do a lesson on that in, in detail. But I'm hoping you can just accept these basic core things. And, and I was reading uh, something that I wanted to bring up here as well. That It says, if, if this is Corinthians 5, I think it's 2 Corinthians 5 actually. And verse 17, this is a verse you probably know, but I want you to hear this. I want you to take this in. Um, it's verse 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, that word behold is really strong. That's really important because he's saying, look here, understand this. All things are become new. I'll read that again. Therefore, uh, and he said something prior that would justify the word saying, therefore, he's going into another thought. If any man be in Christ, and this is the thought he's making, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. You're a new creation. I'm reading out of a King James today, so that's why it says creature, but it means you're a new creation. You're a new person. Your spirit was made new when you became born again. People don't know that. They don't really realize that they were actually fully and totally recreated. And they don't feel that way because their body doesn't feel too much different and their mind and their soul and their feeling doesn't always feel that much different. But you're a three-part person. You are spirit, soul, and body. And Paul brings that up in the book of Thessalonians in that letter and you can find it in there uh, that, he, that, he, you know, that God would keep us spirit, soul, and body. That your spirit is what was born again. And when you understand that, you get to understand what the Bible is talking about in general. Your spirit is perfect. The soul isn't perfect. The body may not be. That spirit is. Now, I know that may come as a surprise to you, but it's true. And, and we'll get into that. There's a lot to get into on this program, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. But you're a new creature. And it says that, you know, not only are you a new creature, but or a new creation, I'll say it that way. Old things are passed away. That means all the old stuff, the old sin, the old self, the old death that was all around you, it's passed away. That's what the Lord is saying. That's what the sacrifice of Jesus did. It took away those old things. So it says, uh, old, all things are become new. And all things are of God. In your spirit, all things are of God. That's amazing. And that's where you will draw from. That's the wells of salvation, is your spirit. And you can't feel your spirit. It's, this is not about feelings. This is about believing God's word. This is about faith. We talked about faith a couple of weeks ago. And this is about faith. You believe God's word. But it's really important to know that God loves you. This is why you have the, you know, the verse also in uh, Romans about Abba Father. We call him Abba Father. And it's, it's our new relationship with God. That's who we are. Your sons, your daughters. And it's just critical that you remember that God loves you and your relationship with him is about that love. If you don't have this as a, you know, if you're not rooted and grounded in love, Paul talks about this to be rooted and grounded in love because God is love. John talks about that in his letters. 
that God is love. And Paul talks about being rooted and grounded in love. That's our foundation. You are, you know, I guess not everybody grows up with parents and has the best relationship, but you understand at least that that was the intended thing with father and mother and children was it that those children would feel safe and sound with the love that their father gave them and their mother gave them. That would be assumed. I think everybody believes that would be the ideal relationship. And again, this world is imperfect and not everybody had that. And your parents did the best they could. And some didn't do the best they could. But even David said, when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord took me. And the Lord is your loving father. He cares for you. He really does. And a lot of people think that God is angry. And they've, they've grown to read the Bible in such a way that God is angry if you do something wrong. As far as you are concerned, God is not angry with you. If you... If you have Christ in you, you you have been, that's the good news of the gospel. That is what the good news is, is that that's no longer the relationship we have with God. The wrath you saw in the Old Testament does not exist today because of Jesus. It doesn't exist for you as a believer. And it really doesn't even seem to exist that much as I see in the world. I don't see God holding people accountable all the time. Some people maybe, but as a believer, you can rest assured that you are in God's favor, even when you make a mistake. He's not going to toss you out. He's not going to take his spirit away from you. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And we have a hard time believing that. And we may have a hard time believing it because of the way we're taught, maybe because of the way we were brought up. But this is part of the renewing of your mind. And I, I, this was one of the, this lesson of finding out that God wasn't angry and that he wasn't just tolerating me. I cried and I cried. I was, I had to be in my fifties and I was crying and crying, finding it even hard to believe that God loved me that much and that he was, that all this weight fell off my shoulders. You know, that's, that's what the Lord was showing me. He gave me this lovely message, and he was saying to be sons, be daughters, that this is what uh, God wanted. And he was saying, let go of your worries. Let go of your concerns, and let go of your religion. Be sons, be daughters. Like that Pharisee kind of religion, where everybody was self-righteous. You can't be self-righteous. There is no righteousness outside of, of Christ. And that's a good thing. That's in your favor. You trust. It makes you run to Christ. You know, love will cause you to live right. Love will cause you. That was the new commandment. Jesus said, you know, love one another as you love yourself. And that will fulfill the law. That was, this is the new way. And Jesus was transitioning us into the new way when he was here on earth. And you're going to know peace when you feel this. You're going to be at peace. And you're not, you know, it says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We have the right to, to come boldly before God. Not arrogantly, but, but with a sense of confidence. Be confident and go to God. Don't be afraid of God. Even if you've done something wrong, just go right back to him and deal with it in love. 
And if, and if he shows you something about yourself that's not so great, work on it. But he is not going to cast you aside. He is not going to punish you and bring judgment on you. He says, as, as the, the waters of Noah, this is like the waters of Noah to me, that they would no more go over the earth. He would no more rebuke you and be, and be full of wrath towards you. He wouldn't do it. That was, his, that was in Isaiah, and he was talking about how the New Testament would be. And I'm not saying we can't displease God in some sort of way. I guess that's possible. We can. But his relationship with us would still be father, son, father, daughter. In the Old Testament, was, you, people felt like they were being kicked away and, and that God would go away from them. That's not the case. And there's more to learn about this, but the basic thing that so many people just don't know is that they're loved. They are deeply loved. And look at what God went through, sending his son. And look at what Jesus went through for you. Betrayed, by, literally, on the cross, betrayed by his own father. Now, they had a plan that he would raise again. It's just, it's a mystery. It's so great. But you have to know that God loves you and it, it, it's personal. It's personal for you. Make it personal in return. And aim to see and understand just how much God loves you. Uh, we are going to run out of time here. But I hope this message has blessed you. And I hope that you really start. If you don't do anything else in your Christian walk right now. If, you know, if things were a little confused. This would be number one. Know the love of God for you. I, I believe we're going to do another segment on this, and I'm going to bring more scripture into this. Uh, we'll see about that. Um, I hope that we do. Um, but until next time, God bless you. Thank you for coming and joining us here at the Sower Seeds podcast. We're just really having a great time sharing with you. God bless you. See you next time.